2: Terms and conditions apply. 5 years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
1: ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
0: The Top Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having?
3: And a very warm welcome to a very special edition of My Wednesday. I am joined by the man, the myth, the le- legend, the Reverend John McLeore. You all right?
2: I'm all right, mate. How are you?
3: Yeah, not bad, thank you. Not bad. It's good to see you. Obviously, we see each other every Saturday, but it's normally just a yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. We're uh, we're north stand uh, veterans, aren't we?
3: We are. Yeah, it's been years now. So let's go right back to the start, John. Why are you a Sheffield Wednesday fan?
2: Uh, I guess because my mum's family, uh, Mad Wednesday, my mum's one of seven, and there's a famous family story that my nanan went dancing with players in the 30s when they brought uh, Mm. FA Cup trophy back. Uh, So I guess my nanan were a proto-wag, you know what I mean, before (laughs) wags were a thing. And then obviously my uncles were there in 66 at Wembley. And then moving forward through years, my cousin Darren... um, my auntie Christine, my mum, uh, our Julie, my cousin, her husband, Gary, they all were like avid Wednesday nights. and Then my dad started taking... My dad's from Lake District. Um, his family, they're all Evertonians, actually. My granddad's brother played for Everton. Uh, right. So my dad and his brother and all them, they're all like traditionally Evertonians, although my dad's been in Sheffield since 73, so I guess he's a Wednesday now. He goes to matches. So I guess he's sort of, you know by virtue of being here forever. He's a Wednesdayite. Um, <laughs> but it's very much in, in sort of family tradition. Uh, and I've been a season ticket holder. We're a little gap in between when my band started. I've been a season ticket holder pretty much all my life, really, since sort of when I was about eight or nine. Um, you
3: grew up this side of town as well, didn't you? So
2: it's You know, it's funny, actually, because a lot of music that's come from this city comes from Norfolk City. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm thinking particularly of of Richard Orley, Arctic Monkeys, myself, Milburn, Martin Ware. We're all kind of from that side of town, although we all sort of come over and live in posh posh. Yeah, posh it bit bit,
3: now. I mean, well, that's it
2: now. I mean, I say posh, but I, I live on a like a, a pretty. You, you know, chilled, a bit of, bit of a respectable road. It's not, it's hardly like, you know, I'm not like, surrounded by millionaires um, at <laughs> all. But it's, it's certainly like posher than where I grew up. I mean, I have grew up in Stannington and Grennair, my family's Hopathorpe. So, yeah, very much like centred around Wednesday ground, really. Uh-huh. Um, and it's always just, it's just always been there, Sheffield Wednesday. It's a, a thing that both ties me to my past and my, my family traditions, but also to my future, you know, because I, I go with my little boys; one's eight, one's five, and it's the sort of—I'm not religious—and it's the sort of thing you can pass on. That's not you're not indoctrinating your kids, really. I mean, yeah, you, you totally are. Cause... Wow,
3: you You're actually doing a lot worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you probably, you probably, you know, if you stood back from it and took a bit of a bird's eye view, you're probably condemning them to a life of misery, aren't you? I mean, like, <laughs> like, like, no, we love it, and you know, we 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 have a real good tradition on a Saturday, we like to go for a drink in Barrett Tavern and then and then we go on to the match and it's great, I love it and, and I feel very like connected to that community and, and to Sheffield Wednesday as a club and to wider city, I guess really. I've always sort of centred myself here and I look at older people like Richard Orley who stayed here, had yeah. careers here, done it here. And I think you can you can you can be successful and, and still live in this city and like I, I, I've been offered at various times to go in boxes and all that, and it's not for me. I don't, I don't go to match to like be secluded from people. You know what I mean. I like to be with people, and and you see, you said I just I like to be one of people and just stand on north stand and have a pint. And that's it, really.
3: So, what's your earliest memory then of supporting Sheffield Wednesday?
2: Well, weirdly, my first Wednesday match were at Bramall Lane. Um, right. We used to play in a thing called the Steel City Cup before the yeah. uh, start of season. And when Wednesday played in Green Hoops, we played yeah. uh, in Steel City Cup at Bramall Lane. I want to say it was nil 0 Dave Bennett were playing. Craig Shakespeare. I think Carl and had just signed. So we, just, we just signed CP. Um, Chris Turner in goal. Maybe Erste had just joined or maybe it's season after. So that were my earliest memories. I think I had that grey and purple away kit we had. I used to look at yep. 80s away kits, eh? Uh, and my cousin's husband, Gary, he took me. We walked it from Upperthorpe, uh, went under, across Ponder, under Olin, uh, Little olive Road that they used to have.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and we stood on that, like, open bit that they used to have at Bramall Lane. You know on, They used to have a corner that were open was for away yeah. fans. And it were a, I remember it being a a bright summer's day um so that'll have been around time that we first started going and then i i feel, I feel like i've got some recollections of going a little bit when i would wilkinson with here and peter eustace maybe but okay. but in terms of being a season ticket holder and going it all went wrong with it at first time that was yeah. when we started we used to sit on gangway a on north stand right near away fans um, say, that's right
3: at the bottom isn't
2: it well that's where all nutters stand isn't it <laughs> so um we used to go there, we used to sit there. And we, we got on opening credits a match of the day, actually. We played Tottenham. Uh and we, we, we this is during time when like hardly anybody used to go on that bit at stand. We used to sit right at bottom, so you could see us on match at day on opening credits for years, which <laughs> were great. Um and yeah, I guess I guess sort of fell into a, a good time for club. You know, this is a time when we with one league cup and then obviously that, that great season under Trevor. So I guess we got it in a Z. This were what Sporting Wednesday were, you know, top, top yeah. three and, and winning cups and going to cup finals and beating Blades at Wembley and, and how wrong we were, you know, we got deluded into got delusions of grandeur, I think.
3: Yeah, I got dragged into it. So my first game will have been, I was only three months old, so it was 88. And I remember, like, I didn't get to go to Wembley or anything because at the time I was really angry, but now I think my mum and dad were in their 30s. They didn't want to take Little and to Wembley. Like, they wanted to go and have a party. Uh, but, yeah, I saw I saw the good times and then it's just it's just kind of fallen by the wayside since, hasn't it? So, when you talk about taking your Little ones, maybe they get to see the worst bit and then hopefully at some point, somewhere well, back... Well, I mean,
2: I was to- very, very hopeful for this season because obviously, like... Um you know, idea that Barry might lift uh trophy mm-hmm. at but first time since fifty nine. And I think you have to sometimes take a step back from each individual season, don't you? And think, yeah. you know, longer term trend at club. We've every reason to think we might push on. You know, we're we have we're a big club, we've got a great fan base and moreover than that, I just enjoyed match day experience. We've got this thing that's like um it's a neutral thing, you know what I mean? And I sit there and my brother's there behind me I Chris, my cousin our Tom. Got me two boys, my dad comes, me, me good friend O'Hara comes. We've got some great lads who we sit with, Matt and, and Louie who just happen to get sat next to and we've become pals We and their dad. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like just a, a thing that we all share. It's not, don't belong to anyone or is. It? It's like a, just a neutral space where we all go. Um... Uh, and you sort of, you share up and dance, don't you? And it gives you something yeah. to moan about or it gives you something to be buzzing about, you know. And I, don't, I love it, I really do. And I, I, I love the club and uh, the fan base, although it can be annoying at times. There's a real community with Sheffield Wednesday, isn't there? And, and, and I feel a lot of love from people when I'm at Match and they're very supportive of what I do with band and, and all that. So it's... I love it. I do. I, I I adore it. You know, not as much as my brother, actually, I have to say. I mean, our kid goes, <laughs> he goes home and away. He's got a Wednesday tattoo. He's, you know, he's obsessed. Um, <laughs> although, if I want to hurt him sometimes, I'll say, to you. you know, if he starts getting a bit lippy and that, like brothers do, I'll, little brothers do, I'll say, ah, but you didn't go to Wembley in 93, did you, when we played Blades? Because you were too little to go.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: I went with a woman down our street, Diane. Her and Pete took me on this Shadow Bank. <laughs> um, took about eight hundred hours to get to Wembley and I went and he didn't go and and he's still bitter about it now
3: I still am honestly the fact that I had to watch it on telly with my nanad, I was <laughs> <still being laughs> about it. but then having gone to Wembley myself at the age that they were I think no I wouldn't have wanted a little here. no chance
2: well I mean I still think back to that whole match and, and obviously I've invested so much in that I mean our I friends with Carlos he's a good friend of mine Carlos and uh, I loved that team. I loved Ross Wallace. I thought he were amazing as a person. I thought he were brilliant. And Barry, Kieran, Lee. I, I just there were a moment before the Army scored, and I thought, this is it. This is like this club's coming back. This amazing because we are a sleeping giant, aren't we? You know, I think people forget football.
3: I think we're in a coma now, Job. Let's be honest.
2: <laughs> we've been in. We've been in. We've been in that state for a long time. <laughs> But it just makes you think, doesn't it? You know, if we would ever do we'll get back there, you. you know, you see what it were like last eight season against Wickham that time. Yeah. You saw what it was like at Wembley, Brighton match, you know, and you think if we can ever get to to that place, it's going to be amazing because because the cool. feeling it gives you, it's like you're flying in it, you know. And and I want it. I mean, I want it for like for yourself and. Ah, Chris and people who like they live and breathe Wednesday and you think to yourself you deserve it because you've not only have you put a lot of time in but you spent thousands of pounds doing it you know
3: yeah yeah definitely so I mean there's one thing else about you obviously you are a Sheffield Wednesday fan but you are also the Reverend from Reverend yeah. in the Makers and yeah. your album is out now brand new album brand new sound for the Reverend as well I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah yeah so came, out, came out
2: like. well it came out on Friday um I'd carry I've never tried to make the same album twice. I think you've got to, obviously second album's very different at first and and then moving forward when a bit more electronic and then I guess a bit more retro and psychedelic. And this album's got a lot more in keeping with like maybe old soul music, but then the mo- the, the melodies are a bit more coming from a more modern place. Because I think a lot of, particularly northern male indie singers they do like oh i've heard you do this song a million times it gets mm-hmm. boring quick and you're like oh you do that lyric all time you do that melody all time and me i've been like you've got to switch it up you've got to switch it up you know and uh, to some degree found re-found me love of pop music i mean his first album although it's obviously an indie record we got lumped in with a lot of indie guitar bands at time and, and you look back and it's a lot more pop orientated than that and it's got synthesizers which is a very sheffield thing obviously this is birth mm-hmm. of british electronica in this city right so i kind of got a bit more back in love with some of that stuff um and obviously reaction's been great we've had it we had that big radio we, we we're in the cold north the, the, the actual song all sort singles have been on radio too new ones just gone on radio too um so we've had a, a real kind of, I don't want to say a comeback, because we haven't really gone away, but, you know, a, re- a resurgence, let's say. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm well, hoping, you, you know.
3: You did the you did the big art exhibition as well, didn't you, with the Letter to My 21-Year-Old Self. That was something pretty special.
2: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, that song in particular seems to have struck a chord with people. This is me saying to myself, you know, when I was 21, look, you know, you, you did that well, maybe you shouldn't have done that. And, and I thought this concept's something that I think applies to a lot of other people. So I, I opened it up and I got letters from like mental people, like Sporty Spice wrote me a letter, you know, <laughs> Brian Nino, Jeremy Corbyn, Joey Barton, Neville Southall, LaRue, Libertines. I had like all of MPs, like crazy people writing me letters. And we, we displayed them at Fagan's. My, my friends have recently bought Fagan's pub in town, old Irish legendary boozer. So I, I displayed all letters there and then there's, there's, also gonna be a podcast where people come on and read the letter to their self. Um, I recorded a great sort of pilot episode of that with Nick Banks from Pulp recently. So it's a real good concept, I think. And weirdly, the only song I've ever felt like emotional in writing, I got a bit teary when I were doing it because I've been doing this music thing a long time and I have, I've made a lot of mistakes. You know, I could have oh. been a lot more successful if I'd not been stupid at times. You know what I mean? and Equally, I'm saying to myself, "You're all right, mate. You, do, you know what I mean." I think sometimes you've got to give yourself a bit of credit and all. And there's a lyric in there that says, "Be kinder to yourself," because that can be my worst critic. Sometimes I'm sure you know what I'm on about with that. You can you can, oh. you can be incredibly harsh on yourself. Um, so yeah, it's a good concept, and I think also, obviously, lyrically, I'm always always have done wrote from a very honest personal position. Whether that's living in Sheffield, growing up in a working class community and talking about all characters there or just talking about myself and what I think and what I feel. I feel like a lot of music to me, if it's not based in reality, it's sort of invalid in some way. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I definitely.
3: Think, I think you
2: are a poet, she- aren't you?
3: That's the thing. You are a poet.
2: I did start as a poet, yeah, but I think also we in Sheffield, we take lyrics. There's almost an increased focus on lyrics. You know, this is City of Jarvis Cocker, right? And, mm-hmm. and of Alex Turner and obviously we're very much steeped in that tradition of of, of lyricism and I think it, lyrics almost have more importance in this city than they do maybe in Manchester or Liverpool or London or Birmingham. We're a bit obsessed with words, aren't we, in Sheffield? Oh. It's, a, it's a real thing, in it? So I kind of carry that tradition and, and I see that tradition being taken forward by a lot of new artists who are coming through. Obviously, ratings are smashing it now and... There's a bunch of, like, young artists below that even who, who I see them, like, really thinking about the lyrics, you know, and, I, and that's great. I think it's something that sets this city apart from from other places, you know.
3: So, obviously, you're on tour at the moment. You keep popping up in different car parks and in different people's houses. So, how's that going for you? Is that busy, crazy?
2: It, amazing, yeah. I mean, I've always done this thing when I go outside with my acoustic guitar after my big shows. With my full band shows, and then I just tip up in people's houses. I say, "Can you get a load? Can you get your house full of people?" Like, yeah, no, we don't sort it. And I think like it's very hard in music to have like a, I don't want to say a USP, but have like a thing that nobody else does, and it, yeah. hardly anybody else ever does it. Uh, and what I've noticed now is you're getting these young bands. There's a band called The Chase from Nottingham, and they've started doing house parties. Another night where well, we won. There was a girl called Laria who's from Barnsley. And she was here, and another last called Ruby J, who's a, a young up-and-coming artist. And she, so I've got other unsigned artists on with me at these house gigs, and I think it's just a, a way of getting away from that like corporate thing where everything's like twenty-eight quid a pint, and you're herded around like cats, and and security are eight heavy, and it's just me. I think it's more a tradition that. It, you see it in Deep South in America with country music and blues music. They do it on porch or in house. Mm-hmm. And I think Northern indie music, for want of a better phrase, is big, almost a bit like that. It's it's working class music and it's it's in people's houses and it's a bit sort of more in keeping with what I would think spirit of rock and roll is. Because I think that we've got a long way away from that, haven't we? As a as a culture, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
3: So obviously. There's the one song that's going to follow you around forever. Does it Does it ever get repetitive on tour singing Heavyweight Champion? Or yeah. do you still absolutely buzz for it?
2: No, yeah, because it's a banger. And I think, like, any band, if you closed your eyes, you'd be able to name, like, one tune that's, like, the biggest one. Realistically, when, when you come and see us live, it's not... You would think it'd be the biggest tune, but it's not. There's a tune called Silence is Talking, which... Got like a trumpet riffing, and that's the biggest one.
3: Yeah. And um, then equally, different. like, the, who was the player that they turned that into a champ for?
2: Oh, Wednesday player, uh, Juice Van Aken. Yeah, Juice Van Aken. That was yeah. it. Yeah, Juice <laughs> Van Aken. I think that was it. Something <laughs> like that. Which yeah. were great, you know, like that were great, and and uh, equally, like, if people only know us for every week, what a great thing to be known for, you know what I mean? And obviously, there's <laughs> below that, there's like thousands of people who are writing are properly into band on a band on a deeper level. And then there's probably millions of people who just know that one song. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm me, I'm, I've been in a band 20 years, and I probably, hopefully, I'll do it forever. And I think, like, if it can keep you in bread and keep you working. And my mate went to see Radiohead, and they didn't play Creep. What? He paid 70 quid to see them, and you're like, what are you doing, lads? Like, just, you don't have to be miserable about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you need to
3: get to Hillsborough Tap on a Wednesday night. There's a bloke who does it every week on karaoke.
2: There you go. There
3: <laughs> it's you not go. a karaoke song, but he does it.
2: <laughs> I think you've got to like. You think of like films, don't you? And If you thought of like Marlon Brando, you'd think of Godfather, despite the fact yeah. he's been in loads of good films. You got to lean into it. You got to own it. You know, it's my song. I wrote it. You got to lean into it. I think. I think sometimes when you try and resist things, I mean, you have got to think. I've been known as a lot of different things over the years. I've been known as like Sheffield fella. Alex Turner's mate, <laughs> Gob almighty off Twitter, Jeremy Corbyn's mate. You know what I mean? I've been known as a lot of different permutations, but you've just got to lean into them. You can't like resist these things. You've just got to be like, yeah, fine, no worries. And, and kind of, uh, you know, I mean, look at Barry Bannon, right? You would. He's played for other clubs, but mm. you know him for Wednesday. He's a Wednesday boy. He's a Wednesday boy. Don't mean he hasn't played for other clubs or he hasn't played for Scotland or he hasn't done other things, but. You've got to be defined by certain things, I think, and I think you've just got to own them and put your arms around it and think, yeah, I'm proud of that, and that was great. You know what I mean?
3: How is it – well, there's probably a different answer from your lovely wife, but how is it being in a band, working with your wife, touring with your wife, how how does that reflect on sort of your relationship? And, you know, do you ever just avoid each other for a week after a tour,
2: or is it – Yeah, we, we even now, like, she's downstairs practising for uh, a bunch of, like, gigs we've got coming up. And I'm up here talking to you and I think like it can be difficult because we'll get in bed and we're talking about work and there's sometimes yeah. you've not got that. You have it with music in general, you know, there's not that like switch off. Whereas like I go to a match with our Tom and he works on Bins and when he's finished on Bins, he's not thinking about Bins. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not, he's thinking about, he's thinking about like Wednesday or his missus or his mom or whatever he's thinking about, right? And I do sometimes think I'd like that. I wish I could mentally just put it there, right? And you can't because I'm it, and it's me, and we, yeah. we're one and the same. You know, we're you know we're linked forever. Um, and even like the Reverend, it were a daft nickname what Andy Nicholson gave me out of Arctic Monkeys once, just joking around. And here I am, twenty years later, and was like, "All right, Rev," and I'm like, oh, it still, <laughs> "To some degree, feels like another person. Like, who's he, who's he Rev?" I'm John. You know what I mean? But you like I said on that previous answer, you've just got to lean into it and own it and, and accept that it is what it is. And there's there's upsides of being in a band with your wife and there's downsides, but I wouldn't swap it. We've had an amazing life. We've been all over the world. i have been in 50 countries, me, you know, and I'm working-class lad from Sheffield. So you can't sort of... You have to just take rough with smooth, I think.
3: Definitely. So you're saying about being known by different things. The one thing you haven't mentioned there is Mr. Paul Sampson first team oh, yeah. manager of the royal yeah. football club <laughs> how yeah. did that come about how have you got dragged into this
2: so basically me and our kid when we were kids we'd always take off football managers at presentation because <laughs> he were managed by uh rob rowley who's dad of tom rowley from arctic monkeys and, and milburn and ian carnell who's the dad of uh, the carnell brothers from milburn so we used to take them off you know, like do impressions of him because they, they were a bit like they were funny characters. And my manager's an old uh fella called uh Andy Poulton and another lad called Dave Crooks, who I still see at match actually. So we used to take them off just just doing like pretending to be them on mic at presentation night or whatever. And our kid, because he's so funny, he would he, he's like I like to think I'm like relatively witty but he's really funny at huh, chris and he'd just <laughs> have us all in stitches so one day we've got this friend we had this friend called sean grant who's a filmmaker uh and sean were like do it for real let's just film it and put it on the internet and he did and it went mental and then chris has probably been i mean i know he's been on your podcast and he's talked very openly about all this but he he, he were sort of plagued by a lot of personal problems at huh, chris which is mm-hmm. sorted out and he's like beautiful now he's, he's amazingly successful and and since he's sort of been a clean living guy and whatever, he's just, this project, this Bracknell thing's just flowed. And because I'm his brother, I can play complete straight man. My character's straight man. He's actually manager, isn't he? that <laughs> Bracknell who's only assistant, like completely text all the time. And like, uh, what's hilarious is, is I've started managing markets kids footy team, right? So, uh, he plays Reckless Ecclesaw Rangers, which is the club of Little Man T. John Windle, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm meant to be manager, but uh, there's a bunch of us do it, and you see us we're like repeating all them cliches, and you think, oh my god, what are we doing here? Are you like, telling do to our elbows out? <laughs> but I mean, what's what's mad is now nah, is, is obviously I'm known for a band and whatever, but you get some people who like they know me for that instead of instead of for them for a band, you know, um, which is mental, and I think. I think all he's obviously to get it on telly and Chris is well on with that development and is doing really well with it so I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it on telly because I really I mean I'm obviously biased because he's my kid brother but I think our Chris is a genius I think he's 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 an incredibly funny you know articulate and intelligent person and and I'm hoping it can get to where it needs to get to because you know people love it they do it's really popular eh
3: It's mad isn't it because I see at like I've been on YouTube pretty much my entire life, on and off, and I still see Paul uh, Steve Bracknell as a completely different person. I just can't, it's just weird. It's
2: so when, <laughs> so when he does that, he does that with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but you see, my, my, oh. my little boy he's only five, he's called Reggie, and he, he does an impression of Steve Bracknell. And there's one Bracknell when he's on about they've been on holiday to grief, some at lads, and he, he says, Your your mind's still on holiday. He says, He's already <laughs> eating pork gyros and supping mythos and my, my little lad don't quite know what like mythos is so he's like sorry right, can it uh you on all ethos hard work starts today and he does this thing like it's like a parody of a parody but it's so like it's so funny um but no i'm I'm very proud of chris he's he's you know he's he's done amazing and i really he's got more characters other than bracknell and, and i wish he'd just stand up because he's he has mm-hmm. us in stitches. Like obviously, I'm in loads of WhatsApp groups with because he's. I would say he's you know one of my best friends as well as my brother. Um, and he has us in stitches. Honestly, so it, it, I have to say as well, our Tom, my cousin who sits with us, mentioned earlier, he wrote some at Bracknell episodes. The one where the the serious one where they're doing mental health, yeah. and another one where Tom had sort of written the episode. And, and he's, I don't, he's, he's almost like you know like Craig Cashew and Royal Family. He's yeah. he's like a big part of it. Um, and if, I don't want to like uh, skim over Bratman. We aren't mentioning our Tom because he's he's he, in his own right he's hilarious. He just probably lacks confidence. Me and I mean I kid, are big heads aren't we? So we're always <laughs> confident. Whereas Tom's a bit more humble, but he's he's really funny. Tom.
3: So obviously that's that's a huge part of Chris's life at the moment. And you said your Match Day is with our Tommy, who's number nine yeah. for the Royal Oak as well. Yeah. And I presume Matty is Matty Wynn. And there's you. Um, he's
2: he's so. a bit some. He's a bit sometimes Winnie. I mean, obviously in Bracknell, they're playing themselves, aren't they? And, and Winnie's yeah. sort of uh, unreliability. He's very much like a part <laughs> yeah. of his actual makeup. You know, he's you know. You've, I mean, I've known Winnie since I was eleven. We've been mates from kid childhood, and you know, them people who like oh Winnie, he's that. Yeah. he's that kid. You know, so yeah. So what really, is your
3: match day routine with them?
2: So we like to meet up at Barrack Tavern. Uh, we wouldn't have a pint there. We love them guys. Have a chat with all staff and old oh, Kevin, little Kenny, and all them lot, and uh, Jones. There. And we have a pint there, and then we walk down to uh, down to match, go in there, and uh, yeah, do his thing. Love it, and then sometimes we might even have a, a beverage on the way back, and that's that's pretty much it, really. And, and it, I love it, it's amazing, you know, it's it's like just. You know, something you can do that I don't want to say it don't matter because it obviously does matter. We want them to win, but it, it's like on a philosophical level, football it's me, it's, it's eleven blokes kicking a pig bag around, isn't it? So oh. it's like just good to go somewhere and just let out all your emotion, good and bad, and have a shout at them and cheer for them and all that. And I love it, and I, I, I think I, if you took it away from me, I'd be really miserable because I, I need it. It's like an outlet for it's for a lot of us, isn't it? You know, it's just a place you can go and express yourself and and feel like... I don't want to say this is going to sound massively over... I'm like I'm over-egging it, but Christianity's gone in it in this country. Religion's gone. It's like a thing where we can all go somewhere. Gigs are a bit like it. Me and you can stand side by side at a match and we can do. You believe in it and I believe in it. And we might have... A lot of these people, you might have no else in common with them, but we've got that. And it, it keeps you together binds you to other people it's like a a unity thing and and obviously we used to have that in this city with steelworks and trade unions and pits and all of that's gone on it so it's like a it's like a something from a bygone era it's like a oh, I can just stand shoulder to shoulder with people and we can be together for an hour and a half I, I think it's beautiful and when we sing I owe silver lining Eve, every single time airs on back at neck I, it yeah. does me it, it's, I could if I thought about it I'd ruin and that's I'm, probably because I'm getting old and I've got kids and stuff. But, like, I see my dad singing it. I see my little boys singing it. I see our kids singing it and our Tom. And I'm like, Whoa. I
3: think it. my mum's one of the only people around us. She's 67 this year, old babs. And she still stands up and puts her arms in the air. And she still does the last one just as they kick off. And yeah. I'm sat down going, mother. And she has to do it. It's just, it's in her blood. It's what she does.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it makes you think of like people who aren't us anymore makes you think maybe one day I'll be grandad and and mark it I'll be going with my grandkids and yeah. like it's just a it's it's about tradition it's about it's about football still a very much a working class sport isn't it you know and it's it's despite the people who own the clubs it's ours isn't it they can't take it away from us you know what i mean it belongs to us and club belongs to us you know it might say mr Chancellor deeds it might he might but it's not his is it it's ours he's only a custodian in it do you know what i mean it belongs to all of us and we're what make it and and oh I love it i just i, I do I, I just love it and like even when i'm at home i'm on footy manager like pretending i'm wednesday manager doing me darren moe and that you know what i mean i've, I've like won loads of premiership titles now and, and but i live and breathe it i do and and like i think what would be amazing for this city is to enjoy some good times because it's been it has been tough and it last. I mean, you've got people now who are good at match who are twenty five year old and they can't remember the good times and that's. I think as a community, we deserve we deserve some joy. We Wednesday.
3: It would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> Well, John, thank you so much for chatting to me today. Obviously the album is out now, Heatwave in the Cold North. Get it. I've put the website across the bottom of the screen. Obviously we'll put all the links out as well when this goes live. So yeah, so we're,
2: we're open for a top 10. Uh, I mean streaming don't get us anything at all, so if uh, you've any love for me at all, if you could uh, if you're listening or watching, if you could buy album and try and get us in charts, I shall be much obliged.
3: Thank you. Tuesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium.
0: Blair, I've put you I've put you on specially. I've brought you on to the side to talk about men's grooming. Downstairs grooming.
2: <laughs> well, as you know, I'm the biggest men's grooming guy in the biz today, foot.
0: But... Well, of, of course. Of, of course you are. <laughs> and I know that you're a big gym guy. I know you're a big runner. And have you ever been out and about, and all of a sudden you've got what can be described as a small fire down there?
3: It's as red as a fire engine down there sometimes, bud.
0: Well, I tell you what, that's a good point because uh, right now <laughs> the Wednesday week for the next few weeks is going to be brought to you by Manscaped, and we're tell giving me away. More. Well, we're giving away uh, discounts on the Manscaped four point zero bundle. What's it in, What's it include? I've got it, it's the performance package, mate. Uh, you've got the lawnmower four point zero trimmer, weed whacker, yeah. A Crop Reviver toner, so, you know, it brings it back if you need it. Uh, perfor- performance boxer briefs, if uh, if performing is an issue for you, mate. I'm
2: fully seated, but, you know.
0: <laughs> F- fully seeded. I-, I enjoy that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and then we've got all, all the bits that will keep it off the bathroom floor. Uh, we've got, um, well, it's waterproof. It cuts down the, um, the issue that you might get it helps reduce the likelihood of getting an ingrowing hair as well. Perfect. And well, that's you know for I
3: mean. a Gillette fan.
0: In it, in it. So <laughs> I thought you'd be a fan. So listen, you guys back home, you guys watching and listening right now, uh, you can get a discount on this if you enter the code TWW20 into the, uh, into the checkout at the end, and you can get yourself a 20% discount. That's the Manscaped 4.0 bundle. Get on it. The Wednesday week is also brought to you by Michael Constantine Wealth Management I bet you can't find a financial advisor Closer to Hillsborough Stadium It's the 90th minute You've got all your mates round You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing Ready to go Your mate's already been booked for double dipping And you steal the last nugget Snatching all three points back of the net Le Bosch delivery now on the McDonald's app You in? Participate participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later.